Welcome to episode four of Arbcast. This episode is brought to us by Arboricultural Association Women in Arboriculture Working Group member, Emma Schaefer. Emma sat down with Anna Kroll and Gillian Keller, two female arborists based in the United States, to find out more about their experiences, challenges and passion for all things arboriculture. You can find out more about the work of our Women in Arboriculture group and how to get involved at trees.org.uk forward slash WIA. Okay, so thank you so much for joining me, Gillian, for this podcast on women in arboriculture. So can you just tell us your name and your age? Of course. My name is Gillian Keller. I'm 27 years old. Excellent. And what do you do within arboriculture? What's your role? Currently, I am a consulting arborist and urban forester with Hort Science Barlet Consulting based out of the San Francisco Bay Area. Brilliant. And how long have you been working within this industry? I've been working in the field of arboriculture for about four years now since I graduated from college. Awesome. And have you been a consultant since then? I've had various consultant roles. I used to work with Davy Tree and the local utility company doing utility consulting before I came over to Port Science Bartlett Consulting. Okay, brilliant. So same role but different branches of the industry then. That's great. Yes, exactly. I used to consult on gas construction projects, so assessing impacts to vegetation, recommending work, writing reports, supervising crews as they perform the vegetation management, and then coming over to Hort Science Bartlett Consulting, I do more development consulting projects around the Bay Area, so building construction and demolition, grading, and so forth. Okay, so a real variety then. So... What got you into arboriculture originally? Well, I went to school at UC Berkeley originally intending to go into the medical field. And after I took a couple of molecular biology classes, I decided it wasn't quite for me. I'd also shadowed professionals in the health field. So I bounced around between various majors I took a chance one summer. I went to UC Berkeley's Cal Forestry summer camp up in the Sierra Nevada mountains learning about how to manage the forest, the ecosystems, the flora and fauna. I absolutely fell in love with the outdoors, with trees, and with forestry. But as I took more and more classes, I realized traditional industrial forestry wasn't something that I was that passionate about. Mm -hmm. I did instead an internship one summer with Friends of the Urban Forest, a nonprofit community-based tree planting and young tree care organization. And I fell in love with urban forestry and with planting and caring for trees. So Right after I graduated from college, I got a job with Davy and the local utility company as actually a, a restoration coordinator. I did landscape design and restoration, mostly uh, planting trees, shrubs, ground cover. Mm -hmm. 
around areas where vegetation had been removed because it was out of compliance with the underground utilities. Mm. And then from there, I worked my way into arboricultural consulting. Awesome. So that's been a real interesting journey then through that. And I can definitely agree that one of the main reasons that I got into the industry was because of the outdoors too. I just love being able to work outdoors. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Nothing makes me happier than to be outside, to be amongst the trees. Yes, definitely. So if someone was thinking about getting into our industry, what would be your advice for them? That's a great question. It can be challenging, the field of arboriculture and forestry mm. are male-dominated fields, and it isn't easy for a woman. Mm-hmm. Right after I graduated from college, I had uh, applied actually to be a climber on a, a tree crew. <laughs> ah, okay. And I decided that wasn't quite... I wasn't quite for me. I didn't realize at that point that there were other opportunities out there in consulting, in landscape design, in restoration. So I would say for someone in college, for instance, to just Mm -hmm. attend industry events if you can, talk with your professors, try to connect with individuals who are already established in the field and explore the various opportunities that are out there. Mm -hmm. I've found that the field of arboriculture, even here in the San Francisco Bay Area, is very small, very connected. Somebody always knows somebody else. They can help you find an opportunity, a job in a particular branch of arboriculture that you might be interested in. Know that you don't have to necessarily be a, a tree climber or a groundsman beating a chipper. There are opportunities in, in consulting it's a, a part of a board culture that's growing quite rapidly or in sales if you're interested in sales work. There's research. There's so much out there, but you need to to look for it, to talk with people, to connect, to find what it is that would really work best with you. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. There is such a diversity of different roles out there for people within our industry. Um, on the topic of challenges, you mentioned that there was quite a challenging industry to work in. What would you say your personal biggest challenge has been? My biggest challenge? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I used to work with Davy and the big utility company out here in California, mm-hmm. PG&E, I was promoted quite rapidly through the ranks and... After only working with the company for about two and a half years, I found myself the manager of my own team, a team of urban foresters and arborists who had been in the industry for for years, who had a lot more experience than I did, who were mostly men, Caucasian men. And I would say I, I felt as if initially I wasn't the right person for this role. Mm-hmm. I felt I didn't have the experience or the knowledge to be managing this team at, I perhaps didn't even belong in this field. It was a bit like imposter syndrome. Who am I to tell these more experienced older white men what mm-hmm. to do 
read through the reports and provide them feedback on how they can improve. So that was a very challenging period for me, Mm -hmm. becoming confident and adjusted in that new role. But I would say that as, as time went on, it sort of just clicked with more time and experience. I started to gain more confidence. I started to realize there was a reason my supervisors promoted me to this role. They saw that potential in me. And I actually did quite well in that role. We were so very busy that summer. I was promoted, but we were able to provide vegetation management support for all of our active construction projects throughout California, coordinate coverage needed for projects, work with contractors and project teams. And so it was challenging, but I really grew as a leader and as a manager. And I think my team really appreciated that as well. That must struggle initially, but then um, persevering through it all. Absolutely. That must have been very satisfying, definitely, to grow as a person through that experience. Right. Um, so on that topic of positivity, what would you say was your proudest moment so far working in the industry? My proudest moment? I've had a couple. Maybe I'll just bring up one. So Mm -hmm. in my past role with with Davia, they helped sponsor a group of us to attend a women's tree climbing workshop. Uh, It was being put on by the International Society of Arboriculture. And it was my first time climbing a tree, actually, with ropes and harnesses. I had... I had done some work supervising some tree crews, and I never realized just how physically demanding it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting out there, putting on the ropes, the harnesses, and uh, at, at first I felt really discouraged. It was it was very difficult. Um, but then after I started to become familiar with the technique and the equipment, being able to climb 20, 30 feet up into a uh, ponderosa pine, I felt incredible, like a superhero almost. And actually, uh, we had a professional photographer out with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, she snapped a photo, and that photo made it to the color of the Davy Bolt in my company's uh, bi-monthly uh, bulletin that gets distributed to all of the employees. Um, So just being able to overcome that physical challenge, get into the tree, was very high up, but nonetheless feeling that overwhelming sense of accomplishment of I can do this, uh, that was amazing for me. That's awesome, and I've only tried it twice myself, and yes, it is extremely physically demanding and draining, so I can see why you'd be very proud of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what would you say is your favorite tree, and why? I know that's a very difficult question. (laughs) It is a difficult question, and it changes quite often, Mm -hmm. but I would say 
my favorite tree would have to be a coast live oak tree. Mm, nice. So since I experienced a couple of years ago climbing trees, harnesses and ropes, I've actually continued climbing trees. I'm part of an amateur enthusiast, women's enthusiast tree climbing group, and occasionally I'll go up into the East Bay Hills or the oak woodlands of the peninsula south of San Francisco and I'll I'll climb a a big spreading coast live oak Um, it's just such an exhilarating feeling nice that's awesome that's a great choice they are beautiful trees yes especially when they're um, I I love driving up north to Napa and Sonoma County Mm. and uh, seeing the oak trees silhouetted that's awesome. That's a great choice. Um, so you mentioned earlier that you feel that industry events are very important. My question to you would be, what is the next industry event that you'll be attending? The next industry event I'll be attending, let's see, next week I'll be attending the ASCA Academy, the American Society of Consulting Arborists. Not quite sure if that's considered an industry event, but I'll be there. Um, I'm really appreciative of the opportunity. Just a couple months ago, I was at the ASCA conference in New Orleans, and Mm. I also plan on attending the upcoming Western Chapter ISA conference up in Squaw Valley. I think that these are amazing opportunities to get caught up with the latest research in the industry. And also, I found this more important to meet other people in the industry, form those connections, see what other people are doing. And if ever in your career you fancy a a career change or if you have a question about what the tolerance of a Douglas fir is to construction, you can always reach back out to those people that you connected to at those industry events. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a really good point. And would you say that the chapter meetings then are quite worthwhile attending? Pardon? So would you say that the local chapter meetings are quite worth attending then? Most certainly, Mm -hmm. yes. I highly recommend anybody and everybody get involved and form those connections. Attend, learn all you can from the various presenters and then form those relationships with other professionals in the field it will only ever benefit you moving forward yes that's great excellent well thank you so much Gillian for coming on this podcast look forward to hearing from you in the future awesome well thank you so much for the opportunity great so we're at the women in arb event at Bartlett in October 2019 So do you want to just tell us your name, your age, and where you've come from today? Sure. My name is Anna Hernandez-Kroll, and I am from New York, specifically Long Island. Okay. Um, And I'm 20, I'm about to be 27 years old. Excellent. That's great. And you were just saying that you've recently joined the company. What is your role within Bartlett? I currently work as a climber and grounds person. I'm part of the tree crew that goes out every day and uh, does all the manicuring. Excellent. That's great. And you, do you enjoy your job? I do. It's it's so informative. 
I haven't had a day yet where I feel comfortable that I know, you know, everything there is to know, and I don't know if I ever will, because we have men working with us for 20 years who still uh, describe, oh, I've never learned it this way before, and that makes it really exciting, worthwhile for me, because it never gets boring. True, always learning, definitely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, what got you into ARB originally, the arboricultural industry? Well... As a child, I was sort of an obsessive, you know, intrinsic naturalist, just picking up bugs from the ground, digging through the dirt, and climbing trees everywhere I went, and um, so it's always been of interest to me. I've always been, you know, I got the bird apps on my phone, trying to ID birds. Mm -hmm. This has sort of followed me throughout my life. It never occurred to me that I could make a career out of my love of outdoors um, until after graduating with a sociology degree from uh, college in 2015, I got a job working at a wilderness therapy camp and my role there was much more of a counselor role, um, but part of the therapy required me to know tree identification and teach basic gardening skills and so that was my first time doing hands-on tree work of any kind, nice. and even just as an observer and you know, doing sort of citizen science work. That was my first real professional setting of doing that. And I realized, oh, wow, you know, working outside is something I've always loved to do. So why not continue to pursue that? And I ended up just doing this litany of work for the next couple of years. I did outdoor gardening on Brooklyn rooftops. I worked at the New York Botanical Garden. And then I put myself through a year of horticulture school and I found my way to Bartlett. Amazing. And how long, to, how long do you think it was since you first started getting into arboriculture? A few years? Or? Yeah, officially, um, I'd say I started doing that in 20, 2015, and that would be four years ago. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So in those four years, what would you say has been your biggest challenge so far? It's challenging... As I said, there is always so much to learn, and there are so many experts out there. You know, there are so many people that really, really know what they're doing, and sometimes it's hard to remind yourself that they are also still learning, and it, it's intimidating. Sometimes you feel afraid to make that step to network, or you feel afraid to talk about, you know, your love of trees with somebody who's super well-versed in tree biology, for example. You know, that's, that can be... It's intimidating to be around other scientists, and unfortunately, I think the scientific world sometimes lacks that accessibility, for people who want to be a part of it. Definitely. Um, yeah, so that, that's that been challenging. It also has been challenging, you know, to be the only woman on my crew um, in ways that I would have anticipated. So mm -hmm. it's, a, it's definitely a newer challenge I'm currently dealing with at work, but not one I didn't anticipate and not one I'm ready to figure out. True. It is hard to be vulnerable sometimes. Not definitely. one I'm not ready to figure out. Yes. <laughs> I got you, don't worry. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Yes, that's awesome. That's a great answer. Thank you. And on the flip side of that, what has been your proudest moment or your best achievement or a really happy memory? Sure. Um, I think... I think getting employed with Bartlett was a really big deal for me because Bartlett is such a vast multi-million dollar company, multinational company. I've never been part of a uh, workforce that big and that professional before in my life. I've never had benefits, you know. This is like the first time in my life I'm doing something in that vein. And um, it just felt like a big jump up for me that I was willing to go forward and attempt to They're be a part of something like that. 
Oh, oh thank you. Awesome, thank you. Cool, okay, that's a great answer. Um, so, what would be your advice for anyone thinking about getting into ARB? I would say that um, anyone can do it if you love the outdoors and you love working with plant material and soil material and insect material that don't let the heavy, hard-hitting science scare you away. There's room for everybody in the field. So I've seen people who are less interested in the science aspect of things still really enjoy getting up there in the tree. Not that I don't think they shouldn't merge, but there's room for everybody. Mm -hmm. So don't get lost in the jargon. And if you really, really want to learn more about it, you have to, it's like learning a new language. It's intimidating to start talking in another language in mm -hmm. a foreign country, but it's the only way you're gonna be able to buy milk at the end of the day. That's very true. I really like that philosophy. That's awesome. And finally, and almost most importantly, what is your favorite tree and why? This is always a very hard question to answer. Impossible. <laughs> I'm very, I, and I'm still learning species too. True. <laughs> but, um, but, okay, so my favorite tree is a very specific tree that did exist in the past and no longer exists, which is the Juniperus virginiana, the eastern red cedar that was in my backyard growing up because that was the first tree I ever observed. It was the first tree I climbed to the top of and I'd peel pieces of the bark off and I'd peel the scales of the leaf apart and I'd think, why do these leaves look like this? Why do they look like scales? And what are these little berries that smell like gin growing <laughs> out of them, you know? And so uh, that was like my first tree awakening. <laughs> Lost my tree virginity to the eastern red cedar in my backyard. Nice. But that's my favorite tree that even though it's not, you know, it's a specific, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that those are my favorite species, but I have to reduce it to that memory. It's more of a yeah. memorial thing for me than a specific yeah. species. Special meaning in your life. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for talking to me today. Thanks, Emma. Yeah. Really appreciate it. No problem.